Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group. This time with our roundtable and our partner, Veterans Legislative Voice, with our ASU correspondent, Stephanie Collada. Today is Saturday, September 30th, 2023. September is National Suicide Prevention and Hispanic Heritage Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clem with a co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And once again, we have Stephanie with us. How are you doing, Stephanie? Oh, my goodness, Sean. <laughs> All the news is coming very quickly, yeah. and it's happening very last minute, so I'm trying to catch up. So, so, so uh, the- I know about a couple of hours ago, a few hours ago, the House uh, passed a 45-day funding plan to send it to the Senate. It looks like Mitch McConnell and Schumer are both together, and they're basically, it looks like they, they're agreeing to pass this thing. So what's the latest news on that? Oof. Well, I mean, I just got a hold of this bill. It's 71 pages. I feel just like some of the Democrats who are complaining about not having uh, the chance to read it before they get to vote on it, because that was a big uh, um, thing of contention earlier today. So, um, yeah, it's happening very last minute. We'll see if the Senate is going to have a vote on it very quickly. I keep refreshing my website, uh, the webpage on C-SPAN and congress.gov. So we might have a late night vote on it, which, cross our fingers, will keep the government running for a little bit. Yeah, and, that, and we talked about this earlier. A lot of people don't understand or realize that it's more than just national parks and monuments that we're talking about when we shut down the government. Yeah, yeah it's SNAP benefits. It's, you know, veter- it's military pay. Um, it's going to affect um, veterans, even though most not might even see it because, you know, the, vet and the VA hospitals will keep running. But a lot of the but some of the administrative side will shut down if there is a government shutdown. And then also you got Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, um, like you mentioned, SNAP benefits. So, I mean, so why well, why, the- why are we keep why do we keep going through the same story over and over again because it's because this people this this happens more often than not it seems like when we have a budget yeah. we october 1st and we very yeah. seldom ever get a budget by october 1st no three times in the last 47 years we've ever made it before and i think the last one was in 97 wow so, yeah so i mean it's not it's not that great um, but the Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, will the payments will stay unaffected, as well as VA disability. They used to be in um, part of the issue, but they've now made that mandatory. So that we won't see that happening to anybody just yet. Um, if this was the government ceiling, you know, the debt and the debt ceiling issues, yes, we would have had an issue. But that's different with a government shutdown. Mm. 
And then tell us also about uh, when the last uh, uh, shutdown we had was back in 20, 2018 with Trump. It lasted 34 days. Did we learn anything from that, that shutdown? That we actually lost a good amount of money. <laughs> I mean, billions of dollars. Because, I mean, we do mention the national parks. National parks charge a fee to come in, and that helps run the parks and also other things. And so we lose out on that money. Um, By the way, Joshua Tree in California, when they were basically shut down, people still kept going and actually destroyed parts of the nature and natural environment because they started just going right through hitting uh, areas that they could actually get through and destroying part of the park. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's really horrible. So, yeah, it's it's really frustrating. Now, the veterans, for the veterans, they will see it in a few ways. Um, if we do have a government shutdown, for so those that are, they need, you've heard of folk rehab, vocational mm-hmm. rehabilitation, and there's other job uh, benefits that the VA can provide, training, what have you, counseling for that would be shut down. Hmm. Um, the, the government GI Bill benefits hotline would be shut down if there's a government shutdown. Wow. So, you can't, so you can't call that hotline if you're having an issue with your school, trying to get paid on, the, on your tuition. Uh, Are there any parts of the VA that, that shuts down? Um, the VA regional regional offices, so those that would be managing the claims processing for VA for VA disability benefits, um, those probably would be um, impacted. The national cemeteries won't. They will. The applications and everything will still be accepted and processed. So that part will be okay. I always wondered, too, with because I know during um, a few shutdowns, military members did not get paid. It's like paychecks had stopped. But you still got to yeah. do your duty. You you're still on active duty. You still got to do what you got to do. You still got to do your drill, things like that. So yeah. how did back? How was back pay handled? Um, back pay would usually happen, gosh, within like a week or two after the government comes back. Um, from what I remember, when I was a reservist, we would actually not have our drill weekends. Um, when we had a couple of continuing resolutions lapse, I, we've actually gotten the call the week of the drill weekend, and they're like, well, don't come in. Mm. We'll let you know when you can. I think the biggest fear for a lot of vets is they fear, they fear that they when they go to the VA that they're, they're not going to be able to go to the hospital or there are not going to be any doctors there. Right. No, those that will still be fully staffed. They will be okay. <laughs> So definitely keep going to the hospital when you need to go. keep going to the hospital. Be on top of that. If you have to go to a non-VA hospital, still call within three days to call the VA and let them know that this happened because you get three days to tell them and still try to get those things processed. Um, from what I can find, that will still be open as well. Hmm. And then, so when you went through this, uh, tell us tell us more about your experience. Cause that was a pretty it was pretty severe for you because you had you had a lot of things going on in your life at the time when you had, went through your, through your government shutdown back in the back in the day. Right. Yeah. For, in 2013, when the government shut down, we also were just going through the furloughs. We had to um, cut our days back. I think we lost about 45 days of work or mm-hmm. something like that um, in 2013. And then I had just moved to Washington State, and uh, so you spend a lot of money when you move. And the government shutdown happened October 1st, 
we were sent home. And then after about three and a half days, we were called back in and we were allowed to continue working, which was great. And then we were back paid um, even for those three days. So it can happen for people, but for government contractors, more likely than not, you're not going to be paid. Mm-hmm. You will be furloughed, and then you won't be back paid. Wow. Yeah. My, my aunt was a government contractor with USDA, and she was not back paid at all in 2013 or mm-hmm. 2018. Um, it was really frustrating. Um, TSA agents, for example, during the 2018 uh, government shutdown, they were still having to work, and they were not paid for those 34, 35 days. So people started quitting to find other jobs that will not be impacted by a government shutdown. And then people were also calling in sick so they can try to find another way to get some money. Mm. That's wild. So, yes. so what's what's going on on the political landscape now with this this uh, shutdown still imminent, but it looks like we hopefully will avert it if everything goes as as as, uh, as we hope. How does how, right. how does the how does the uh, the, the McCarthy look now um, as a representative and trying to lead the House as a leader? Is he in danger? Um, very possible because he had to compromise with things for the continuing resolution um, and. I mean, although the Ukraine aid money was not included in the CR, there has been a bump up on the federal disaster relief funding. So that was good so, because that will help people for, in Hawaii, um, those in that were impacted by Idalia in uh, nearby me in Florida and in other locations. So that hopefully will be okay. But the thing is, is that he had a compromise with Democrats and some hardliner extreme right does not take that very lightly. And I mean, that's a very historical thing. Going back to the Tea Party a decade ago, ago people that had compromised or worked bipartisan things with across the aisle, they've actually been penalized and voted out wow. for doing that. So it can be very risky nowadays. Is that minority still? Because first of all, whatever happened to the Tea Party? Are they still alive and alive and kicking? Or are they? What's going on with them? <laughs> that one, I'm not quite sure of. Um, I mean, the, there's a few things that I, that had really hurt the Tea Party, especially finding out who was funding the Tea Party, and um, that they pretty much those that were running for it in, under that party was that they were having a lot of issues because they didn't understand the politics. They were not uh, legislative people in the state, city, what have you, so they didn't have a whole lot of background. And that actually hurt them in the long run was because they basically couldn't really help a whole lot of things, Hmm. and they weren't that effective. And that's one thing I see as well is that you have a lot of people who want to change government, but they have no idea how government actually operates, so Mm -hmm. they can't get anything done. Right. And that's and that's a big thing. I mean, I've been trying to help out a few House representatives that I know across the, you know, aisle of what I'm registered in. And because they didn't understand of how government shutdowns can impact reserve or National Guard people. If you miss one single drill, if it's a particular drill weekend, that can hurt your unit readiness between 25 percent and 60 percent. Yeah, because. Unit readiness for Army Reserve and National Guard and all the other reserve units, 
you have to be qualified in your weapons, mm-hmm. you know, at least annually once a year. It expires automatically on the um, on the databases that they use to maintain. You have to have medical evaluations every year, and that has to be, uh, you know, updated. Um, those type of things, a lot of units schedule big drill weekends with weapons qualification, with the health evaluations in a drill weekend to get everybody done. And if we have a government shutdown, that's canceled. Hmm. And that is really ineffective when it comes to our unit readiness. I've seen people fired for having their unit readiness drop even just 20 percent. And it can be really scary because these numbers go all the way up to the president. It goes through the Pentagon. They examine it for the Reserve and National Guard units. Majority of them are examined every quarter. For those units that are up for deployments, they are examined every month. And then for those units, they also have to brief their chain of command every spring. Anywhere from January to May, they are they basically have to brief their numbers and explain why their numbers suck. Hmm. I mean, that's rough. And that's when that's when they get that's when they get fired. And these uh, units need the, the medical readiness. They need the the effective numbers there so they can deploy. They'll be able to have the the manning that they need to actually do their mission. And you need to have drill weekends to be able to get that stuff done. Hmm. So what do you, what's what's the path forward? What do we need to do to to kind of get Congress more active and working together as such as we've done today? Um, is this a turning point in any way because Republicans and Democrats are starting to realize, hey, we can't be extremists. We have to uh, compromise on something to get something done for the country. That that I think is really um, starting to show now um, the polarization. Um, especially through media. I mean, it happens. Um, certain polarization of media can really change the temperature and the uh, motives of things and what people want. And for people to understand that we can't have this infighting every time we have to do the government uh, funding, it's crazy. And supposedly, from what I've been hearing, that there was actually an agreement about the government funding back when Biden and McCarthy were handling the debt ceiling. Mm. And some people that were inside the room when those agreements happened are saying that McCarthy and the GOP reneged on that deal. So because, honestly, McCarthy had um, gotten a lot of uh, hate and discontent because of the deals he made with the debt ceiling. So these type of things happen. It can really cause a lot of issues. We we need to compromise. We need to agree on some things. We need to be able to find an even ground on stuff to try to get stuff passed. I mean, infighting doesn't solve anything. And we have to compromise and you have to be statesmen. We need to get back to the age of the statesmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because once upon a time, I remember, <laughs> uh, and this is ironic because I looked it up, uh, under Ronald Reagan, and he had a really good relationship with Tip O'Neill, a Democrat. And yeah. they got a lot of stuff done. But under his uh, tenure, I think he had the most shutdowns in, in the, like in the last 20, 30 years, something like that, during his administration. Yeah. Uh like well, by by number by number of government shutdowns, yes, but his shutdowns, I believe, were like twenty four hours. Yeah, the forty eight like hours. Days. It some wasn't three days. Some of them, yeah, they weren't like really long. 
yeah, they weren't very long, but I mean, unlike, you know, 35 days under Trump, I mean, it's nothing like that because that that broke the record there. So, yes, those things can happen. Um, We've had a number. I I think I lost count on the amount of continuing resolutions we've had in the past decade. I think the number was like 47 or something like that when I last counted, Um, which can work. You know, we have short term agreements. That's fine. But it can cause a lot of numbness and and exhaustion (laughs) with everything. And people stop. They stop listening and they start, you know, they stop tuning in Mm -hmm. and they start tuning out and we don't we can't have that when people fight so much that's when people turn uh, tune out too Mm -hmm. and so many places the talk of politics is banned because there's so much infighting and frustration and hate thrown and violence because of just the talk of politics and we need to get away from that so that we can have healthy conversations about politics were there anything that you can see that um, that Republic any good uh, talking points that the Republicans had in opposition to why they wanted to delay or not pass this spending bill? Ooh, for a few things. Um, trying to remember back to that. Um, honestly, it's kind of hard to narrow it down because they actually kept changing their minds on different things. Um, because at first they weren't so against the Ukraine aid. And then they became, and then some of them were again, you know, were uh, against the Ukraine aid. So it's been a little bit of back and forth with that. It's a little bit of frustration when it comes to other things that has to do with Head Start with that program that actually is still running since the Obama, Obama administration. Other things like that um, has been trying to fight. All, a lot of issues that's been going through. So it's kind of hard to narrow down this particular one because they just keep changing whatever that they're angry about. It seems the biggest thing that they talk about is always about trying to cut spending, but it's vague when they, when they say that. But at the same time, right. when they're in, when they have control of the house and even the white house, they do the same thing. They spend a lot of money. Yes. And then they also only spend, um, cut spending for things like uh, tax cuts, but the tax cuts towards the ultra rich, which we know, you know, trickle down economics does not work. So those type of things is what we're really trying to work on. Um, I mean, for example, the infrastructure bill that a lot of uh, Republicans hated and, you know, threw a lot of hate towards, but then they're celebrating, they go to wherever the infrastructure bill is actually going to start, you know, uh, digging shovels in the ground in their hometown and they're celebrating the infrastructure bill. So it's a little frustrating sometimes when those things happen. We just got to take it as we can and not be so argumentative and then not stoop down to the negative level. Wow. Next time I'm going to come back, I got to get your take on the debates, the Republican debates and see how that is shaping up and what it looks like for Trump with his legal issues and things like that. But thanks for your time once again. Got to get information. Hopefully we'll keep our, our eyes peeled and see what is going on with this bill if it gets passed. And hopefully the government does not shut down. Thank you for your time, Stephanie. All right. Thank you. Bye. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.